Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't even know how to begin. I guess I got to start with my customary peace, peace, peace. I am Philip Roundtree and you are tuned into the November 7th edition of Rhetorically Speaking. I think at this point, this is where I start to I start to give props out to people who are tuned in. So let's we're going to do that. So salute to those of you who are tuned in on on Facebook. Props to you who are tuned in on on IG Live. And last but certainly not least, shout to those of you who are tuned in on YouTube. It has been a minute. I was looking in the last the last uh, rhetorically speaking that I did was back in. I want to say about February, March or April when Kanye was being Kanye. He was being abusive to Kim. And so we know since then he's had <laughs> he's had a a whole bunch of other shit that's going down. So it's been a while. Bear with me, right? If I'm not as articulate as I as I usually am. If you hear a lot of O and ums, that's because I gotta get used to this. This is not like riding the bike. Or maybe it is like riding the bike, because you know when you get back on the bike. Uh, after, after some years, you like, it's a little wobbly. It's a little unstable. You just happy to be on there. You might be there for, cause you're not going to spend, especially at my age at 39. I just celebrated my 39th birthday. Salute to me. Right. Uh, but you know, after it's been a while, you old, you get on there. You're like, whoa, whoa. All right. This, this cool. You might, you might, you might pedal couple seconds just to make sure you still got it and so maybe that's what this is maybe this is me seeing if i if i still got it i can't lie i definitely have have been wanting to come on but full transparency is not that i've been busy with my dissertation it's not that i've um been busy with parenthood it's not that i've been busy being a professor or a therapist or none of that it's just i didn't know if the world wanted (laughs) <laughs> wanted to hear from me we we had these moments where that's rooted in like white supremacy and and in capitalism we start seeing everybody thriving we see people with book deals we see people getting millions of views uh and then you sit and you look and you might get three or four and you're just like what's the point right what's the point do do people really want to hear real talk right and not even necessarily real talk because there are people who who have substantial numbers who are offering just real conversation but do they want to hear from me i was i was speaking to uh a good brother uh reg earlier i was on his podcast uh the black mental health uh black mental health podcast or black mental health matters podcast something something to that effect but you'll see you'll see the interview that i have coming up and and i'll be reposting that he's always been a good brother just since i've known him and finally got the opportunity to connect with him on his platform and he was talking about um intimidation right feeling intimidated because here he is in this this space of mental health he he's he's in school he's in the process of of of, i believe attaining a degree right uh he's he's not licensed in any capacity but he has a passion about mental health and so when he gets in spaces at times with individuals who do have all the letters behind their their names like yours truly right there's this what 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 
folk like to call imposter syndrome, right? But we know imposter syndrome is really white supremacy. It's just a fancy name for it. And, you know, I, I, I appreciated him for being honest about that. Right. And so it's no different for me. And I think it's, it's just one of those things that comes with being black in a, in a white supremacist, white imperialist, capitalistic, patriarchal world to, to quote bell, the ancestor bell hooks. And so for me, that's what I experience when it comes to platforms, when it comes to rhetorically speaking, hashtag you good man. It's just like, why do people want to hear from me? But then I'm reminded <laughs> from people like Reg who like, yo, I, I enjoy, right. The, the content that you put out, even if it's just a post you push me to think. And I forgot, like, yo, that's really <laughs> what I do this for. I just want folk to think. Right? I want folk to to not look at something as being black and white, but recognize that it's that the, it's gray and that there's pink and that there's orange and all of these colors that exist in in situations. So uh I appreciate Reg. I appreciate you know Bache with the, the happy belated birthday. Thank you, brother. I appreciate, you know, my EP, my executive producer, Marla Harris. <laughs> uh Marla Campbell Harris, excuse me, can't forget the hyphenated name, for saying, yo, you told me you was gonna do it, and now you gotta do it. And honestly, the reason why I'm on here right now is because I didn't want to let her down. It's not a matter of letting myself down. Right? I, I think we let ourselves down fairly often if if we're honest right i think it's just par for the course of being a human being uh but it's really when when we recognize the the impact on others that we have right it's when we're held accountable so that's all this was this was just her holding me accountable for what i said i was going to do and sometimes we don't necessarily hold ourselves as accountable as we probably should when it comes to things that matter. Uh, and so with that being said, right, talking about accountability, we're talking about holding ourselves accountable for things that matter. I've, I've been, I've been tweeting a lot. I've been on Facebook a lot. I've been on Instagram a lot, and I don't necessarily know if that's a, a, a good or bad thing. Um, but, I've been talking about this Kyrie Irving saga, this Kyrie Irving situation, and it's out of control. It's out of control. It's 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 the the fact that it has with so many other things of the utmost importance that is transpiring in the world, right? that we focus on celebrity, we focus on their missteps, we focus on their inability to, to make healthy decisions, we focus on the response, we focus on what people are saying, right? And it's not to minimize what's transpired, right? Because I'm not the the offended group. So I can't necessarily... I can't necessarily say that this is of no consequence because 
Number one, I'm not the offended group. And number two, I recognize the importance of words. Right. But I, I feel like comparatively speaking to things that are taking place in society, does this warrant the type of attention that it's getting? And so, again, if if I'm of Jewish descent and I'm looking at Kyrie Irving, somebody with a platform. Hell, yeah. <laughs> hell, yeah, this is worthwhile. Right. And as I sit and think about it, it, it may come across like I'm minimizing it. Right. So I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm that I, I that's not what I'm offering up to the world when it comes to this situation. But I just feel like for me. And again, it's easy for me to say because I'm not the offended party when it comes to to the comments. Now, I am a part of the a party that's receiving backlash when it comes to anti-black sentiments that are being directed towards Kyrie Irving. Um, but again, it's 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 just it's just like, damn, it's just it's exhausting. Right. I, I think that's where I am with it. I think that I am exhausted with this conversation coming off the heels of, of Kanye, I definitely have no desire to talk about Kanye and his sentiments. If I'm going to talk about Kanye, I want to talk about it from the perspective of somebody on the verge uh, uh, that appears to be on the verge of some type of breakdown. Right. So I would address it from that lens because I, I, I just believe his comments are coming from a place of instability as opposed to Kyrie Irving, who's coming from a place of attempting to seek truth. That's not grounded in anything. If that, if that makes sense. And so for those of you who are not familiar with, with what's taking place with Kyrie Irving, the last week and a half or so, has has been a, a a shit show. So on October 27th, he posted the Amazon link to what some individuals feel is a movie that's filled with anti anti Semitic conspiracies, and he posted this on his Twitter account. And so I have a picture of the, I guess that a picture representing the film. I haven't watched the film. Initially, I had no desire to watch the film. However, yesterday, which is now about what ten days later since he he posted this this picture from from Hebrews to Negroes, wake up, Black America. I I wanted to go on and see because I don't want to be irresponsible on the platform having this conversation about something I haven't seen, and so you won't hear me speak to the contents of the movie. I have a jailbroken fire stick and Amazon plays a big, a big part in what's taking place right now. I have a jailbroken, jailbroken fire stick. I went on there to, to attempt to watch it yesterday. I had some downtime cause you know, daylight saving time, daylight savings time has literally effed up my world. Like I'm sure it's, it's effed up so many, <laughs> so many of our worlds, right? So falling asleep, and I think I, yesterday I fell asleep at about four or something, thinking that it was like, I felt like it was like nine o'clock at night, 
And so I woke up with all this energy. So it's just like, all right, what am I going to do? What I'm going to watch? So I'm like, all right, let me try to put this on. On the jailbroken fire stick, right? This means apps like Cinema, Viva. The the It was up there, right? Where I could click on it to attempt to watch it, but there were no links to watch it. And I'm sure that this is a byproduct of what's taking place with with Kyrie Irving. People are trying to distance themselves from the film. Everybody except Amazon, and we understand why that takes place. But I'll, again, I'll touch on that in a little bit. It wasn't on there, right? And so I was like, ah, man, I can't watch this three-hour movie, this three-hour documentary. I'm so upset. No, not really. Now, when I saw the title, when I saw the picture that he posted, and it said Hebrews to Negroes, wake up black America. For black folk who live in in urban cities like New York, who live in urban cities like Philly, who live in urban settings like Washington, D.C., we knew exactly what was going down. We know exactly what the film is about. Why? Because we know if you here in Philly, if you go down by the clothespin downtown in Center City, Philadelphia, you're going to see the brothers garbed up. They might be standing on like three crates, a makeshift pulpit, and they're going to be speaking their truth to power, right? The Hebrew Israelites. They used to be at Broughton Island here in, in, in Philadelphia, but now the police have taken over that, <laughs> that, that, um, that street, right? The militarization of the police. They just sit there 24-7. And of course we know this is a predominantly black neighborhood, right? And so anytime I've ever encountered a Hebrew Israelite, I know two things. I know to keep walking, <laughs> right? Because if they go and talk to you, they're going to try to wrap your head off. And I also know if 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 you're not somebody well versed in in your religion, if you're not firmly grounded, they're going to eat you alive. Because that's one thing that they do, right? So if so, and what I mean by that, if you're Christian, right? and you just on the fence Christian, and you not T.D. Jakes Christian, you not that old black lady who all she does is read the Bible, you're not going to stand a chance. Because they, they, this is what they do. They put in the study, they put in the hours to be able to articulate their perspective. Again, I have no idea what their perspective is, ex- ex- except for at a basic level. That the black man is the original Hebrew. And so this is above my pay grade. Make no bones about it. All right. And so he posted that and Rolling Stone saw Kyrie's clip, the, the pic that he posted Somebody there watched it and they were like, oh, it's a lot of anti-Semitic rhetoric in this film. Moving forward. And so some before I before I go, some of the anti anti anti-Semitic rhetoric was. 
that many famous high-ranking Jews have admitted to satanic worship and falsely asserts that the Holocaust was a hoax. So those were some things that were in the movie. Okay? Now, I'm not going to go through this entire timeline, right? We know that the owner came out and condemned Kyrie for the tweet. Now, when we're talking about Kyrie's tweet, what I found most problematic about it, it wasn't the fact that he posted the film. You will never get to hear me. You will never hear me say that him posting a picture of the film was problematic because I don't feel that way. Okay. What's problematic is when you post something without context. Because what that allows people to do, that allows people to formulate their own conclusions. And it's something I have to remind myself. No, I don't have millions of people that follow me like Kyrie Irving. I don't have fame. I don't have fortune. Right. So I can easily post something. And be like, Ugh, not like one or two comments. And take it down and people will forget about it two to three days later. Hell, they'll forget about it in 15 minutes. Kyrie, on the other hand. There are people with so many, so many different interests. Right. With so many different agendas. Thus, if you post something. Like a pick. From a film that says uh, from what is it? from Hebrews to, to Negroes or, or whatever it's called, wake up black America, but rest assured somebody is going to go check that film out. And what I didn't know, there's apparently there's a, a, a Hebrews to Negroes part two. And that was <laughs> those links wasn't up there either. But again, I recognize I could look at these brothers and be like, yo, yeah, that's, that's above my pay grade. I'm cool. Whatever you do, I'm gonna seek truth for myself. Right. I'm not going to sit here and say what you're saying is. And again, these are my thoughts. Right. These aren't the thoughts of anybody else but me. I don't know enough about what's being spewed. I can say I went to a Holocaust museum. I did see some stuff in there and it was wild. All right. I can say that. And so if that's what's being purported in this film then yeah, that's anti-Semitic, right? We still got, well, I'm sure we still have at least one survivor of the Holocaust walking around. But again, if Kyrie is going to post this film, it's his responsibility to offer context related to it. In the event that you want to avoid everything that's transpired after. Right. And so the owner of the Nets came out and condemned the tweet. I'm disappointed that Kyrie appears to support a film based on a book full of anti-Semitic disinformation. I want to sit down and make sure he understands this is hurtful to all of us. And as a man of faith, it is wrong to promote hate based on race, ethnicity or religion. He added, this is bigger than basketball. Now, nothing's bigger than basketball, sir. Now, that's not how capitalism works, right? If it was bigger than basketball, you as an owner wouldn't be considering hiring Ime Udoka, formerly of the Boston Celtics, who was suspended for the season 
due to um, problematic behaviors given his position when it comes to women. Unless what you're trying to say is certain things, certain things are more important to basketball. Hence the backlash from so many folk. Again, I'll get to that in the midst of this. Kyrie, <laughs> and, and what we know about Kyrie, right? I heard, I was listening to a podcast and they said that Kyrie is an unserious person. And I agree wholeheartedly. He's an unserious person. Because when you sit and and listen to him talk, it makes you question whether he's given real consideration to his beliefs. But then again, when we say unserious person, I look at Kyrie as being someone, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I look at him as being somebody who's seeking truth for himself. Unserious doesn't mean unintelligent. Right? Unserious doesn't mean unintelligent. I do think Kyrie is an intelligent human being. I think Kyrie is this individual who's on this quest of knowledge of self. He's on his quest of truth. Kyrie's biggest issue is that I don't find that he's grounded in anything. And when I say grounded in anything, right? So when you hear me talk and you hear me speak at age 39, you can tell that I'm grounded and hopefully you can tell. Right. I'm grounded in in Africana. I'm grounded in my love for black folk. I'm grounded in black liberation. And so when I enter spaces, whether it's the mental health space, whether I enter rhetorically speaking for the first time in seven months. You're going to see consistency. You're going to be able to see and hear what I'm grounded in. You'll be able to hear that I not only my love for black folk. But this idea of shared humanity when it comes to people in general. With Kyrie, I think Kyrie, because he's achieved fame and success at such an early age. And he was grounded in basketball. As he got older. And he realizes that, yeah, I'm great at basketball. Yes, I I make a ton of money, which is definitely of the utmost importance. Hence the reason why he offered a formal apology after he was suspended. He wasn't necessarily grounded in anything. That's why you see him uh, tracing his roots, tracing his mother's roots specifically. As she was, she was, God bless the dead, she was an indigenous woman. And you see him on reservations. We see the sage in the Celtics arena. Some of these traditions of indigenous folk. We see during the uprisings uh, related to George Floyd. We see the black liberate, his work uh, with regards to black activists providing platforms providing monetary funds to help support that. And we see now, right? 
he's seeking out understanding to truly understand who he is. And so part of the part of the outrage, part of the problem. And I, and again, I'm jumping ahead. Right. Would he even be doing this? If it wasn't for Chateau slavery. If he had some semblance of 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 his origins. I'm not sure where I saw it a, a few weeks ago. It might have been a, a, a tweet, uh, a repost. But it was talking about in schools. Stop doing family trees. Because what does that mean for black folk? What does that mean for indigenous folk? We, we're lucky if we can trace three generations, two generations. While our Asian peers, our white peers, they could go back to Poland. They could go back to Germany. They can go back to Israel. But again, when we talk about the next level conversations related to Kyrie Irving and what's not happening, that's not what we see. Because folk don't care, right? And if I was the offended party, maybe I wouldn't care. Because it's looking out for number one, right? Because we are in an individualistic society. Shout out to my, my Asian compadre, Chino, a.k.a. Off Chino. <laughs> and so Kyrie later defended his post on Twitter saying that he is an omnist. Never heard omnist before. Had no idea. Asian Spaniard. Thank you, Chino. Now leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's an ominous, not Chino. Maybe Chino is an ominous. But Kyrie said he's an ominous, meaning someone who believes in or respects all religions. Thank you, Kyrie. I wasn't familiar with the ominous. Right? He said the anti Semitic label that is being pushed on me is being pushed. <laughs> and now, what I, just to let you know, I have, I have Chino's significant other. In um in <laughs> in IG on my IG live saying that he's not even Asian. He said he's an Asian Spaniard. I don't know. Y'all can talk about that later. <laughs> um, but Kyrie said that the anti-Semitic label that is being pushed on me is not justified and does not reflect the reality or truth I live in every day. I get it, right? Because what what's so easy? And we see the pushback from white folk when we say you're 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 racist. <laughs> we, we get pushback, and when I say we, black and brown folk, they point out racist behaviors, right? And when we say that this is a racist act, this is a racist behavior. And if we're gonna have real conversation, we're gonna have real conversation, right? When when we look at the black response to Kyrie Irving. And we see this level of protection that surrounds them. This is black protectionism at its finest. And what black protectionism is, is this idea we see what white America has done 
to black folk since chattel slavery. And so, yes, we may be wrong. We may deserve a slap on the wrist. But the piling on. Nah, we're not here for that. Right. And we've seen this over time. We can point. We can say, look at Michael Vick. Yes, Michael Vick was ran funded a dog fighting ring. Again, if you understood the culture of the South, not just black folk in the South, the culture of the South. That was a form of entertainment for who? For poor people. Right. We look in other cultures where there's fighting fightings of fightings of chickens, of roosters. And so Michael Vick went to jail. Michael Vick apologized. Michael Vick um, started doing a philanthropic work. Working with the ASPCA and God knows the Animal Humane Society. Because we know that when black folk do wrong in America, when they make a poor decision, it's not just a slap on the wrist. They're going to try to lynch you. No pun intended. Rest in peace, Emmett Till. Or even when they suspect that you've done something wrong. They're going to try and lynch you. Rest in peace, Emmett Till. Okay? And so when we see black folks' response amongst one another, we might, yo, you you, you want to support them brothers? The Hebrew Israelites? Because yes, when you post it on your platform, you are promoting it. We may say, listen, Kyrie, yeah, man, you, if you want to play ball, just go say I'm sorry. That's the game. You're no victim in this, right? Because you didn't clear yourself. You, you, were, you weren't clear in your purpose. If you posted, um, uh, I just I, I put my name in Yahoo and in, in Amazon so I can understand what it means. And this popped up, this film popped up. I watched it. Listen, it's a it's a it's a wild film. They talk some BS that I that I definitely didn't believe in. But the points I did agree with. Right. Aspects of of black self-determination. Coming together as a community. I'm always going to ride for that. The backlash might not have been that because you've, you've outlined. What it is that you saw in the film. No different than for me. Right. Um, Louis Farrakhan. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. When I see Farrakhan, I look at an amazing order. His ability to 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 galvanize a crowd. Right. The pace at which he speaks. That I have yet to master. This idea of of black self-determination. So I can sit mesmerized. His his ability to speak truth to power. He can have me mesmerized. Now, there was some controversy in the 80s, which, again, once you get this title, it never leaves. Once they once they call you anti-Semitic, you don't lose that title. 
And again, I'm not here to say whether he was anti, he's anti-Semitic or not. But what I can say, I can highlight the attributes of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that I'm here for. But again, it comes with the level of wherewithal. It comes with being grounded. What are you grounded in? And so, no, if, if somebody asks me, will, will you denounce the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? Never. Number one, I'm black. Black folk don't have the, 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 the ability to cancel other black folk. Not what we up against. Now, do we need to put some people on timeout? A long ass timeout? Can we denounce some of the behaviors? For sure. But I don't throw people away. That's just not what I do. Right? And so again, when we talk about the backlash to Kyrie from other black folk, folk like Shaq, folk like Charles Barkley, folk like your man LeBron, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, again, he was thoughtful in his response. But again, who are they putting the microphone in front of? Right? Who were they putting the microphone in front of? They not putting the, the microphone in, in front of Harry Edwards. And I was going to get to that, Jonathan Cooper. Obama canceling Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Because why? White folk was like, nah, we not going to rock with you if you're on the side of Reverend, uh, Reverend Wright. Again, when we talk about power dynamics that exist. And so, yes, anti-Semitism is a very real thing. Yes, the Jewish experience has one has been one um, filled with 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 pain, filled with trauma. I'm not here to compare atrocities. But what I will say is. I wouldn't know somebody was Jewish unless they told me. Or unless they have a, a yarmulke on their hat, on, on their head. Hence the reason why so many in the Jewish community, I'm not going to say all, right? Because I don't know all. But many in the Jewish community, they assimilate into whiteness. Black folk, brown folk don't have that option. No matter what our, our, our Cuban voting Republican, our, our Republican voting Cuban friends do. You're never going to be all in, right? They never going to fully accept you. Because that's not how the game works, right? And if there are black folk who don't understand the, the black protection that's, that's popping up for Kyrie Irving, then what are we doing? And I'm not sitting here to say it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But if we don't understand it, then we're truly lost. And so this, listen, this continued, you know, with Richard Jefferson calling out Kyrie Irving. 
um, so many other people calling out Kyrie Irving. He's doing a press conference, right? And he's had an opportunity to, to, to clear himself, clear himself up, which I could have told people wasn't going to happen. Because if you understand the psychological makeup of somebody, if you if you understand the psychological makeup of a community, here you have sports reporters, predominantly white folk, who are in your face, telling that you are something, right? A group of people who you do not trust. Are you going to be a little aloof? Potentially. If you feel like you're being attacked. Like, wait, wait, wait. This wasn't even my intentions. But again, this goes to being able to to articulate yourself. Right? This goes to the ability to articulate yourself. And some people crumble under pressure. We see so we see so many black folk, black men specifically double down when they're confronted. Not because they necessarily believe it, but I'm not going to let you tell me what to do. But this is where we get into the to the Bill Rowe and William C. Rowe and book of. The, the, the what the hundred million dollar slave, the million dollar slave. And how when when folk talk about how it's ran like a plantation, this is potentially what they mean. And so I'm going to fast forward, right? Because I ain't trying to be here all night. I got a head in the Nubia. Um, a moment that stood out for me during this entire controversy was the the Jewish the, the Jewish folk who sat front row with the fight and anti-Semitism shirts, t-shirts. And I wrote in my, I wrote on my social medias, right? When, uh, when capitalism meets activism, a love story, those seats are $3,000 a piece, right? Those seats are $3,000 a piece. And so again, when we talk about the perception it's just like we look at we're looking at privileged white folk. Because to us, how you how you present yourself, you're white before you're Jewish. Because this is what this is what white supremacy has done. And this is what Jewish folk who have leaned into. Their whiteness. There's areas here in Philadelphia that I know if I go into, it's not going. I'm not going to be looked at as a brother. There's not going to be any shared humanity. It's going to be what's this nigga doing in Bally Kimwood? What's this nigga doing in Ardmore? I'm gonna be looked at a little bit differently. And so that's why folk questioned the, the 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 genuineness of what has become an attack on a brother.
right? This is where this is where all of this is, is stemming from. And again, it's not to say that pushback shouldn't have been offered. Critique shouldn't have been offered. But we're not here for the days where if you disagree with what I'm saying, right, we try to have a sit down. So you can understand where I'm coming from. Sit downs are punishment. We saw that with Deshaun Jackson. You have to, we, we want you to meet with, with individuals from the, the Anti-Defamation League. So they can teach you. Right? Look at the language that's being used. And again, and I feel like I have to say this because, again, I recognize um, power dynamics. I recognize white supremacy. I recognize folk leaning into whiteness. There's going to be some folk who's like, well, you're, you're agreeing with Kyrie. When that's not what it is at all. What I'm doing is I'm understanding, I'm attempting to understand every perspective. Because that's just how I give it up. So I'm not going to sit here and call somebody anti-Semitic. When you ask them to apologize, they don't do it in the language that you desire. And so now the, the you put the pressure on even harder. Again, but when you heavy is the head that wears the crown. When you opt to be in certain spaces. Sometimes your feet get held to the fire. But I, when I was listening to Bomani Jones last week discuss this, right? He was talking, he was saying. Just because you are a racist doesn't mean you shouldn't be employed. And then he, he talked about, or just because you're prejudiced doesn't mean you shouldn't be employed. And he was like, if we knew the get down of athletes, of owners, of, of administration, will we even be able to have sports? What we be even have what we even have sports. When I think about the Bosa brothers, that's why when folk tear ACL, ACL ACL tears aren't life life uh ending. They might be career ending. But when Nick Bosa, who plays for the 49ers, tore his ACL, I, I gave a shout out to the ancestors. Because he makes no bones about it that he's racist. How is he racist? By posting anti-black Trump stuff on his platform. But think about it. Right? When he does that, do they got to sit down with the NAACP? Do they say you got to go to sensitivity training? Or do they just say it's freedom of speech? We know the game. We know what the game is, right? 
we recognize that in, there is a hierarchy when it comes to to trauma, when it comes to oppression. I recognize that within the black community. You got black men. You got black women. You got then you got black queer folk. Right? And then if we want to go, you know, break down queer even further, we can go uh uh black lesbian women, black bisexual women, black gay men, black trans uh men. Then we got black trans women. Right? So we recognize that this is the realities of what we're living in. But an issue is, again, when 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 oh man, I'm I'm going. I'm going too much. Right? I'm I'm going too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna get ready to wrap this up soon. Um last I'll talk about the six steps. <laughs> Right, the six steps for Kyrie to get back into the league. He tried to give, cause and again, let's stop acting like the Nets are some noble organization. I talked about Emeo Doka. They may or may not hire him now, but they try to cash the 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 anti defamation league out. Five hundred thousand from them. Five hundred thousand from Kyrie. Here go a cold million dollars. Let's move past this. If Kyrie would have apologized initially, let's move past this. But when the pressure comes, and so we know, and and it's it's wild, like I don't see how folk can't realize it. And again, this isn't to, and I feel like I gotta keep, I feel like a broken record. This isn't to to, to downplay or ignore the anti-Semitism that was in this film that Amazon is profiting off of. But you see nobody coming at Jeff Bezos. Why? Because it's easier to destroy individuals than it is institutions. And we know that individuals don't beat institutions. Institutions will continue to thrive like they have. Gas is $4.15. This shit blew my mind. I could have swore it was just like $3.70, $3.60. And what will happen is we'll blame individuals. Right? We'll blame a president. We won't look at the billions of dollars that the that the oil companies have made. When we look at the pandemic and the people that have lost their jobs, they've lost their lives. Trying to figure out how they're going to survive day to day. Who made money during the pandemic? Your Bezos, your Elon Musk. You jigga jigga Jay Z's. Right? These are the people that's making the money. And so, because why? We know that individuals don't be institutions. Diseases don't kill institutions. Billion dollar corporations, they just don't. It's easier to pile on a Kyrie. I was again, I was listening to 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 Bomani Jones and he was talking about the what's 
is how dangerous is Kyrie? And I and I don't want to um, uh, misquote him, right? But I believe the sentiment was, yeah, there might be some people who who view it right, and they may use it for their agenda. But the people that's going to be harmed, the or that's going to be doing the harming, those folk ain't worried about Kyrie because they already entrenched in their belief system. If they want, if they going to go into a Jewish uh, a, a Jewish synagogue, you think they going to use Kyrie from Hebrews to Negroes ne- from Hebrews to Negroes post? No, they're not going to use that as fuel. So as I said, I'm, I'm about to wrap this up with the six things that Kyrie has to do. If I can, if I can find it, that the ADL said, no, we're not taking your bread. We're not taking your money. Kyrie has lost Nike. Man, listen, this is the game. If you don't explain yourself, this is the game. If you don't apologize, this is the game. You got to recognize again, and this is where grounding comes in. You got to recognize that your belief system May, whatever it is may cause for you not to be able to be in certain spaces just like a black tie affair i don't wear suits anymore i recognize the certain spaces that i'm not going to be allowed to be in i can't show up up with a a protect trans kids t-shirt on or this is what depression looks like t-shirt on again heavy is the head that wears the crown so he lost his endorsements the conditions for Kyrie and he's met step one because after he was suspended oh shit I didn't even know that this second one was here and this is where again where they hold we're going to lynch you black man we're going to lynch you you don't get a simple you know what after you know all the conversation after the suspension you know what I just taken time to reflect you don't get to reflect Black people don't have that that option. Apologize, condemn movie. Again, why are we so concerned about the condemning of a movie? Why are we so preoccupied with the condemning of a movie in a in a in a society that quote unquote has free speech that we know isn't free? You know how much bullshit I watch? Doesn't mean I um agree with it wholeheartedly. There may be some anti-black sentiments in it. We know it's not going to be no anti-Semitic sentiments in it. I'm thinking about the office that's playing right over right near me. I love the office. I think it's funny. Mad problematic at various points. Anti-black, anti-Indian. Anti-queer. It's riddled all up in it. Right? But if I don't feel that way, why would I condemn the movie? 
as he said, there's some things in there that I agree with that I took from it as there's some things that were problematic when it comes to the Jewish community. But again, and I ain't going to get when who has power. Some people have established their power in certain ways. Right? $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. Now, would it be live? Would it be dope? And, I, and I'm going to get to y'all comments before I, I get out of here. I definitely, because I want to acknowledge y'all for tuning in. It's been a minute, right? It's been like like seven months since I last tuned in. Um, but what it'll be dope is, if it's just 500K donation to anti-hate causes... Let me give 500K to Black Lives Matter Philadelphia. Black Lives Matter New York City. Anti-hate. Let me, again, if we're going to do some anti-hate, let me give some money to organizations that that are pushing back against cash bail systems who are trying to give folk who can't come up with the cash bail out of prison? We ain't got to We ain't necessarily got to give it to to uh, uh, Jewish-based hate groups, anti-hate groups. Let's see what the response be going in. Nah, we ain't want your five thousand dollar to go to black folk. We wanted to go here because you made a comment about this. Anti-hate, if we talk about anti-hate causes, what if he wanted to donate $500,000 to Martin Luther King High School here in Philly? A predominantly black school, an underfunded school district of Philadelphia. You see see where I'm going with this? If we talk about anti-hate, right? If we recognize that these white supremacy, uh, right, white supremacy systems, like our education systems, are anti-black. But what are we talking about here? Again, is it going to appease the Joe size? We talk about anti-hate. Can you be a billionaire and 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 be pro-people? I don't think that's how you, you don't make a billion dollars by loving people. Jay-Z, you don't make a billion dollars by putting black people first. You don't make 500 million, Kanye, by putting black people first. That's not how any of this goes. Sensitivity training. Now, again, you brought that upon yourself, right? Because you you act like you couldn't apologize, right? Or, again, sensitivity training. I ain't going to talk about all these. So not only sensitivity training, anti-Semitic training. Then we need you to meet with the ADL Jewish leaders, right? When we talk about these Jewish leaders, are they going to be black Jews? Oh, 
Right. What if the five hundred thousand dollars went to to anti-black Jew hate? Hey man, the, listen. We know the game. We know the game. And lastly, meet with Joe side to demonstrate understanding. What are, you know? What this reminds me of? Before I get to the comments, <laughs> this reminds me. So he got to meet at the end. He got to meet with Joe side to demonstrate understanding. And so this is to to pay homage to the late great Paul Mooney. He was on David Letterman and he told the joke. And this, hey, this might be apropos, right? He said it was, it was, it was a white kid, white son, his white mother, right? Baked the chocolate, baked the chocolate cake. The boy took the chocolate cake and put his face in it and said, "Look, mommy, I'm black." She smacked him and said, "Go show your father." Went to his father. And said, look, dad, I'm black. He smacked him. Said, go show your grandfather. Went to grandfather and said, look, grandfather, I'm black. He smacked him. It said, go back to your mother. He went back to his mother. His mother asked him, what you learned? He said, listen, I've been black five minutes and I hate you white motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> right because again when we look at what's happening with Kyrie he getting slapped 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 this is what happens when it's six steps this is punitive this isn't even about um, understanding his, his perspective you've upset the apple cart And so there are consequences to it. And so what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is be mindful of the shit you post on social media. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, let me see what's, what's popping in the comments. I appreciate everybody tuning in. This, this, this was fun. Um, let's see. I, this is a surprise. I thought we would have heard from you when the Will Smith incident happened, but I know the rule protect your Philly brethren. Nah, not really. I, I think I went on a I went on some podcasts and and talked about it. Uh, Chris Rock and, and Will Smith. Um, again, I just didn't want to give more energy to that situation. It was unfortunate. Um, I'm you know I'm hoping you know Chris has recovered from it. I'm hoping Will is in the process of of working through it and working through his insecurities as a as a black person, as a black man. But, yeah, I just didn't necessarily want to, um, you know, speak to that. Kerwin says, shout out to Kerwin. Uh, go get his book, Jump Ship. Google it, Kerwin Sutherland. Uh, yep, I was having this convo yesterday, which is why I can't have this convo when anybody who isn't able to admit the base level of anti-blackness that is the backbone of this country. Well said, uh, Mrs. Harris, modern day lynching only now they have their own people dragging them out and strapping them to the tree. 
Agree. Uh, agree, right? And that when I, I talked about LeBron James, and again, this is the, the, the shit that's so wild to me, right? This is the shit that's so wild to me and why I look at LeBron. He's probably the best basketball player I've seen. It's not, it's not Kobe. I wasn't old enough to remember the early years of Mike. LeBron is by far the best player that I've seen. However, when it comes to him being, quote unquote, a leader, and this is why it's so problematic when we look to celebrities for leadership, uh, because they don't they may not have the capacity. They may not have the awareness, the understanding to be able to lead in such a way. Again, what are you grounded in? I see LeBron with the with the autobiography of Malcolm X book on page one. You know what I'm saying? Some folk looked the part and they may have the money, the fame to have influence, but they be funneling that to the people that's really out here who, who have the ability to truly lead. These aren't the, these aren't the, the, the athlete activists of yesteryear. The money's too great. For that to be the case. And so when I see LeBron come out on a Saturday. Seven or eight days after Kyrie has been condemned by everybody and their mama. And I see you, you make a statement. Making it explicitly known that you're anti-Semitic. That, you know, that you're not anti-Semitic. That what Kyrie did was wrong. Again, you're piling on. That's not what leaders do. Leaders do what Kevin Durant attempted to do. And say, listen, man, listen, it's unfortunate. Acknowledging what took place, I just want to hoop. But then to come out and have to say, listen, I don't believe I'm against anti-Semitism. Because again, you don't want that smoke. And so with LeBron to come out and condemn Kyrie is one thing, right? But what did he do last night? Last night, he dressed up like takeoff. God bless the dead. He dressed up like with a black suit in a, in a diamond crusted chain. Resembling a picture that takeoff had or a picture takeoff was in and comes and he sits at the podium Right. He sits at the podium and talks about how takeoff was his was was one of his favorites. And how he listened to the Migos. And I'm like, fam, do you even have the, the cognitive wherewithal to recognize that you're doing some anti-black shit? And so listen, we are we all play a part in anti-blackness. Cause when when takeoff died, I went and was in the gym listening to the Migos, but I felt conflicted because I'm sitting here listening to to Quavo, Takeoff, and Offset talk about having that thing on them. What they how they going to spin the block? How are they going to harm other black men? The massage noir. You know what I'm saying? Anti blackness at its finest. 
And so you go up there and you say in your statement, I'm against anti-Semitism. But then you go up and in essence saying how you're anti-black. Again, it's levels, man. It's, it's levels. And again, we are all complicit. I'm the first one to raise my hand. It's a complex relationship that we have. But nobody's going to say, wait, you listen to the Migos. As much anti-blackness and massage noir and capitalistic bars that they rap about? We need you to repent by going to meet with the elders, Jeremiah Wright, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, a little known guy out of Philadelphia, Phil Roundtree. You got to go sit with them brothers. We need you to donate 500,000. To something related to, to being against anti-blackness. That's not how this works. This not, is not how any of this works. Let me see what y'all saying on, on IG. Some leadership is performative. It's the safest way to appease white sustaining power attained. For sure. Definitely appreciate you tuning in. I'm scrolling up. Some of you might not still be here. How many white folks in power perpetuate anti-blackness, say the N-word, and hold no space for us? I mean, that's the entire system. Appreciate you, Ant, for, for turning in, tuning in for sure. Um... See what else is scrolling up. That girl Les. I have friends who are Jewish who share their grandparents' experience. So to say it was a hoax is like saying Middle Passage was one, two. Um, sure, right? Like, sure. We we want to, and we should be honoring everybody's experience. But what happens is because we live in a white supremacist society. And we don't we recognize that that's not what happens. But unfortunately, black folk are 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 above any other group. Are forced. Right. We supposed to be better. Right. We supposed to be twice as better in every area. And so that especially comes when it, with acknowledging the harm and pain that others have experienced. Okay. That's something that's endemic to only us. And when I talk, when I say black folk, we, you know, we, that encompasses our brown folk too. Right. That encompasses our indigenous folk because we all, we all related to this. Right. Let's see what else. Absolutely exhausting says founder of pink puff. It's out of control, but I respect their community for shutting it down ASAP. We can learn from that. Again, if if we understand, you know, if we understand white supremacy, imperialism, capitalism, and patriarchy, we recognize, we'll recognize, and this isn't an excuse, but we recognize the influence that it has had on the black community in every aspect. Right. So it's just not as simple as we should learn from them. 
look at what's taking place on social media with that white girl at the University of Kentucky who came in drunk and started cursing at and, and calling the the young lady at the front desk nigger bitch. I don't see my again. I don't see my Jewish folks speaking out about that. Right. Because we know what solidarity is and we know what it's not. It's political. Solidarity is political. So when the shit went down with George Floyd, that was political. And look what it look what had to take place. Again, we say we can learn from this. And I've seen all over social media folk, you know, advocating that this girl go through the same six stages that Kyrie had to do. Right. That she be expelled from school. But where the foot again, we recognize the power dynamics when it comes to, to this society. I had another point, but I forgot what it was. Let me see. Let's see what else is happening over here. I mean, yeah, man. It's, I don't even know how long I've been going. I feel like I've been going for a minute. This was fun. This was fun, man. Listen, I enjoyed this. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I know what day I'm coming back. But <laughs> I will say... I appreciate everybody tuning in. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, it brings me joy. I, I, I hope you, you know, I hope I made you ask more questions in the in the words of the of the ancestor Asa Hilliard, right? Like we ask questions so we can ask better questions, so we can ask better questions to hopefully get us to the answers that we're looking for. And so all I'm here to do, man, is provoke that that provoke your your, your thinking. Um, so we can be liberated. Freedom isn't enough, right? Liberation is always the goal for everybody, right? For everybody. So with that being said, I'll catch y'all on the flip side. Peace. Peace.